What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of 68 Shining Moments presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Today, I caught up with Eric Maynard, the man who put VCU on the map with that jumper to beat Duke in 2007. Welcome back to another episode of 68 Shining Moments. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by Eric Maynard, currently the Oklahoma City Blue and formerly of the VCU Rams. He is the guy that hit that shot to beat Duke in 2007. You know the shot I'm talking about. Eric, what's going on, man? Thanks for being here. Hey, what's going on, my man? Happy to be here. Glad y'all having me. So uh, the reason why he has a mask on right now, why you're seeing him outside is because you are currently in the G League bubble, correct? Yeah, in the G League bubble in Orlando, um, playing games right now. Actually having a good time out here right now. Yeah. yeah, at least it's nice and warm. It's uh, 30 degrees up here in New Jersey right now, so I'm a little bit jealous of you. All right, so... I'm sorry, yeah, 85 here. <laughs> not bad, man, not bad. So I ask every one of our guests this question right off the bat. Uh, first and foremost, like, what does it feel like to be a, a March moment, right? Like, what does it feel like to know that every time you watch an NCAA tournament in the history, as long as NCAA tournaments go, we are going to see that highlight of the shot that you hit. So, like, what is that feeling like when you see it come on? And what is that feeling like knowing that that was something that you did? Oh, man, it's a great feeling, man. Um, just like I know when March come around, like like you said, like it's going to be – the shot is going to be up there. Maybe it's one shiny moment. I don't know. Like it's just going to be up there. And like VCU has been in the tournament since I've left there. So it's like that's good for those guys to see it while it's on there. It's like it's a great achievement, man. And I'm like – proud of it not just me just for the like the the university and everything just to get that publicity so before we get into the actual shot and the play and the game itself I do kind of want to set the stage here so at the time like VCU wasn't quite what they are right now I mean they were a good CAA program uh, they were competing for league titles they'd been to a couple tournaments but um, they they weren't the national brand that they are at this point right so you're going up against a Duke team at the time that was coming off of, I think it was 11 straight Sweet 16s that they had been to. Uh, J.J. Redick had just graduated. This was very much a, a David versus Goliath vibe, at least looking at it from the outside. So I'm curious, like, what what was your reaction as a team and, and personally when you saw that you drew Duke in that bracket? Me personally, man, it was um, actually like a dream come true, actually, when we – on Selection Sunday um, – we got the announcement, and then I was like, I got on the phone and started calling, like, family members, friends, and, like, man, I can't wait to play against Duke. Like, I'm a North Carolina kid. Um, didn't get recruited by them. You know, got recruited by all mid-majors and, like, smaller schools. So that was my thing. It's just, like, I can't wait to show Coach K. He didn't have to go, like, to New York to get a point guard, like, in, in Greg Paulus that I was right around the corner. But um, I just think for team-wise, I just think we just – we had the mentality, like, we we was better than that Duke team from the get-go. Like, they had the name on the front of the jersey, but we had a bunch of guys, and we had some upperclassmen, like, some guys that really could play. And we was like a team. Like, we had a good coaching staff. So we we, we went into that game. We we was, like, thinking we could win right away, though. So let's, let's talk about the game. Uh, in the first half, I believe you guys got down by 13 points um, early on. And then with – I remember the exact play. Yeah, right, so so take me, take me through it. Like you guys got in a hole. Like what 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 allowed you to to keep fighting through? How how does that work? You know, I can't imagine. It just go, it, I think um, I talk about this. Like Joshman Roberts got a dunk to put them up. I think twenty two to nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and he dunked it really hard. And like we was just everybody was looking around because the ball like 
went behind the gold or something. Like, we had to bring it back in, and it was just like, hey, guys, settle down. Let's settle into this game. As soon as we settled into it, I think it was just like, who, who's the best? Let's, let's really see who's the best right now. As long as it wasn't no blowout, we kept it close. And I knew if we kept it close that we had a shot because we had a bunch of guys that was like we was we was it was some tough guys on our team. So you say that you guys kind of settled into the game. What what was it? Did you force a couple turnovers? Did you make a couple shots? Did you have a little run of your own? Was it something that um, you know Anthony said in a timeout? Like what what got you to that point? Uh, I think honestly, um, just knowing that we was a pressing team, um, we we got a couple stops. Like we got some scores. I think Jamal Shuler hit a three. B. A. Walker hit a three. And then it was just like we look back at the score and it's like, man, we belong here. Like this is a big, this is the big dance, and we belong here. We've been winning all year. Like we, I think we was like we won like twenty nine games that year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was like we we was we was built for it, man. It was just like we belong here. Let's make sure we show this on the big stage that we belong here, and it, it's not just a fluke. Yeah, people remember. Um... Uh, think about uh, VCU as like this Atlantic 10 team, right? At the time you were in the CAA and an 11 seed coming out of the CAA. I, I mean, that's, that's a pretty big deal. That didn't really happen all that often. Um, and, and you mentioned the, the fluke part. One thing that I had forgotten before I went back and kind of started researching this game again, was that you guys were basically in control down the stretch. It was you scoring to take the lead and Duke having to find a way to come back and tie it. So like you mentioned, it, it wasn't a fluke result. Like you, you went out and you beat them and, and, and you were kind of in control down the stretch. Yeah, that's what people don't get. You think everybody go and just say, I hit the shot. But if you go watch that game, man, it was just like, it was blow for blow. Like, I would come down, score. They go score, I go score again. And then it just ended up happening. Like, they ended up getting a layup, like, on a broken play by us defensively. And then I can just, like, you know, and that's when I hit the shot after that. But it was just like, it was a dogfight that whole game, man. It was really like a really good game, actually. So let's talk about that final shot and that final possession. Um, you see Demarcus Nelson drive, right? He goes to the rim, almost uncontested. He gets a layup. There's 10 seconds left. Uh, the ball come, the, the the ball goes out of bounds, and you get the ball, length of the court to go, tie game, final shot. What's going through your head? What's going through your mind? How often had you guys worked on situations like this in practice? Did you have anything drawn up? Like what, take me through everything that was kind of in your thought process in that moment. I can just be honest, like, um, just seeing DeMarcus, like he just drove, nobody stopped him. He drove and got a layup. And I can just remember thinking to myself as in like, I'm waving at Coach Grant, like no timeout, no timeout. And then when I got it, I'm just thinking to myself, like, bruh, you are in a game against Duke in the NCAA tournament. Like, with seconds winding down, as a kid, you dreamed of it. And then it's like, your dream is coming true right now. Let's go finish. Let's go finish. And I was able to come down and and get Shire off balance, and I um, was able to hit that shot. We'll get back into that interview in a minute, guys. But before we do, let me just tell you about our partners over at DraftKings Sportsbook. With March Madness beating down our door, DraftKings is the best way for you to get a little action in on the game. If you have not downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app, what are you waiting for? It's the safest, it's the most secure, it's the most reliable, and it allows you to safely deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. I know, I use them. And this week, they are offering my listeners a pretty sweet deal. 
If you sign up now with the promo code FIELD68, you can turn $1 into $100 if one of the main event fighters in UFC 259 this weekend lands a single punch. That's it. One punch to turn $1 into $100. That's a pretty good deal if you ask me. And don't worry. If MMA is not your thing, DraftKings Sportsbook offers odds and promos on basketball, on hockey, on whatever sport it is that you are watching. But since they're basically giving away $100 free dollars, you might as well sign up now, watch a little UFC, and remember to use the promo code FIELD68. That's FIELD68. You must be 21 years or older. Offer available for a limited time only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Did you know where you, what you were going to do the whole time? Did, like, did he leave a lane for you to go left? Like, take me through the process of making through. I'm always interested. In, like, for for guys that that hit shots like that, are you trying to get where you were going? Was that just? It's just it. only thing. My thing was I was just going to get to to my spot. I was going to get to my spot and get a comfortable shot off. He he had no. I don't think he had a chance because he was like backing up. He was backing up and like like just like trying to get a stop there and they just didn't know what to do so i was like get to a spot and get a shot off you worked on it and that's what i did i um i had them all balanced and i was able to get a shot off and it and it just so happened it went in so you're you're a coach now and yep. i'm just kind of curious there's always a little bit of a debate about whether or not it's the right thing to call a timeout in that moment or to just kind of go let your guy make a play um so i mean where do you stand on that now as a coach? So, you know, if you, if you're in that same situation and you've got the next Eric Maynard is bringing the ball up, are you just letting them rock? Or are you calling a timeout to try to draw something up? Like, where do you stand on that? Um, it's a mix. It's a mix with me, man. It's like, I always tell guys, if, if it's that player coach connection that he trusts you um, and he trusts you to make the right play. Um, I think that sometimes you don't call that timeout. If it's enough time that you need to call a timeout and draw up something, then, it happens that way too, but in the middle of a game like that, and at the end of one, I think me and Coach Grant had a great connection with each other. He trusted me; I trusted him. And at the end of the day, like if I miss that shot, like we go into overtime. So at the end of the day, it was like no, no harm to us at, at the end of the day. So I like when I waved him off. I was like, yes, he trusts me a little bit too. So it's like, let me go down here and make a play, man. Let me go down here and continue to like earn his trust anymore you know what i mean yeah but it's, it's 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 a it's a tough it's a tough call for a coach though it's a tough call yeah well it's it's always nice when the the kid hits the shot and it makes you look smart either way right oh for sure for <laughs> sure <laughs> and, and on the coaching side now it's like oh man i would have drew that up the same exact way you know what i mean so all right so i want to talk about the shot two things i have two questions one did you know it was good as soon as you let it go and two, when it went in, like, what goes through your head? You're like, oh, yeah, one shot in moment, baby. Here we go. So, first of all, when it left my hands, man, I, I felt it, and I felt it was good. I felt it was good. Um, you know, a lot of people might say, oh, you didn't know, but it's like as a player, like, you know the ones that leave your hand, and you know how good it feels, and you know if you got a chance of making it. And then, man, when I made it, it's just like <laughs> my parents and my brothers and like all family and friends was in a section and I just remember pointing to them and just like that's for y'all like in the sense of like I was just so happy at the time but then coach Grant reeled us back in was like man this thing is not over man like we've seen the I've seen the Christian Leitner thing before like I've seen all that wild stuff happen in March and it was a couple I think it was a second left 
in that game. But when I hit that shot, man, the only thing I could think of is like, wow, man, I just possibly hit a game winner against Duke in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> How about it, man? So I've talked with a bunch of people that have hit shots and game winners like this, and, and some of them remember every single little detail about what happened on the play, on the shot, and like in the immediate aftermath. And like some of them, there was one guy I talked to who was like, yeah, I, I completely blacked out. I don't remember anything from that moment. The only thing I remember is like the the YouTube video. Like I watch it on YouTube, and that's the memory that I have when I think about the shot. So um, take me through the moments afterwards that huddle with coach Grant and kind of what happened in the locker room, you know, when you guys get back and you, you finally got the win. Uh, it was just like, soon as, soon as I hit the shot, like, boom, they called a timeout. Like we still celebrating as a team, not even thinking about the one second. We just knowing we up two, and like coach Grant is trying to bring us together and we get in the huddle and he's just like, the fucking game is not over. Like the game <laughs> is not over. Like we got to lock in and get a stop. And I just remember, Coming out of that timeout, only thing going through my head was like, no. Like, nobody better not hit no half-court heave or anything right now. So I was like, after we left the huddle, I can just picture all of us, like all of us were just talking like, watch out for this, 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 and this. Just trying to make sure we, like, took care of everything that was going on in that play. But my whole mindset when the ball left Greg Paula's hand, like, I'm in the air and that ball stayed in the air so long and, and there's one second on the clock and I'm just like, man, please don't go in. And after he missed it, man, you're talking about one of the best feelings I ever had in my life. And I think that was, that goes on for all of the, all of the guys that was on our team, even head, head coach, coach Grant, that was his first NCAA tournament win, the school, like that was our win, like against a big time program like that, like the university, I think that was like, that was, like I said, man, that's one of the best times I ever had in my life right there. Yeah, so it's like the, the point you just made about the university, I think is it's interesting because if, if I were to tell the story about the rise of VCU basketball, you know, a lot of it is the, the growth for the, the next two years that you guys had there with, with Coach Grant. And then obviously what Shaka did when he got there and, and, and the level that he took it to when they made it to the Final Four and, you know, getting ranked in the top 25 consistently and all that. But for me, like, that's all the growth. The seed that was planted is, is – is your shot. Like, that's when people were like, okay, VCU, that, that's a thing. Like, these guys just beat Duke in the NCAA tournament, right? So, like, to me, that's kind of when the real growth of VCU going from being a good mid-major to being this, like, nationally relevant program really started. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, you know, they, like, like I said, we won 29 games that year. Um, and we was a really good team. And the whole time that I was there, like, that's three years with Coach Grant. Like, we won the conference every year, like, and it was, like, really good, like, really good teams while I was there. And then Shaka did his thing when he was there. Those guys went to the Final Four. Um, but all that stuff, like like I say, I don't I, I don't take credit for all of that stuff. I, I like to say all those guys that was there with me, uh, we, built, we built something up. Um, and Shaka came, and they continued the legacy. They ended up taking it a little bit further than we did. Um, wish they could have won it. Um, as you're done winning it, I feel like I went to the Final Four because I'm a part of that university, you know what I mean? And I, and I bleed I bleed the black and gold. So that's how I look at it. Um, and still to this day now, like with Coach Rose doing it now, like he's going to do the same thing. He's building that program up, and, and we're going to be back in that tournament, and we're going to make some noise in there again. 
So the the shot that you hit, and this is the last thing I got for, and I'll let you get back to uh, to to doing your actual job instead of hanging out with me. Um, <laughs> so Kevin Harlan had a call the the on the broadcast where he goes, "Is this the dagger?" And then the yeah. shot goes in, and the place goes absolutely nuts. And it's one, it's like it's famous. I'm sure VCU fans absolutely love it, and it's one of these yeah. ones kind of it's well known on the internet. Like people love. The, the all the Gus Johnson stuff is great, but Kevin Harlan has all these great calls, and that's one of the major ones that he's known for. So I'm curious, when was the first time that you actually heard the the call and saw the real live broadcast? Uh, I think it was like because I didn't pay attention to it right after that game or nothing because we started preparing for um, Pittsburgh. So after that, um, when we left, actually when we left from down there, like when we lost to Pittsburgh, it still felt like we was in like. We went back to Richmond, man. It was like we could do no wrong back there. So it was when I first got back there, I heard it. And then that's when walking around, just hearing everybody, is this the dagger? Is this the dagger? Like, And then just to hear him say it, it like to this day, I still talk to people. And they they say when they hear him say that, give them chills. How many times I, 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 I agree. I agree. I've watched it a lot, man, because like just being on social media, like, people tag you in it a lot, especially now March is coming up right here. I know I'll be getting tagged a lot and, um, on Twitter, Instagram. Just – it's just um, reliving the moment again, and I don't mind I don't mind listening to it and looking at it, man. It was a great accomplishment for me and that university. Yeah, well, listen, I don't mind uh, – I don't mind watching it either, and I definitely don't mind reliving it, which is why we are doing this series. So, Eric, I appreciate the time. Uh, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day and hanging out with us and good luck the rest of the, I guess the rest of the season in the bubble, right? Yeah. Yeah. We got um, like three or four more games in the bubble and then some playoffs, but it's been great out here, man. I appreciate that. All right, thanks for coming on, man. All right. Have a good one.